Welcome to the first ever podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bolm. If this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. My guest this week is Anaya Lay. He uh, sings in the band Zulu, played in the band Dare, uh, played in a band called the bots we get into all of this stuff but uh anaya is awesome i've known him for a really long time we met under really cool circumstances and it was a absolute pleasure catching up with him before we get into that let's do a little business i would like to invite you to hit up patreon.com slash the first ever patreon where right now there is a bonus episode where anaya is answering questions submitted by subscribers if uh, you subscribe you get that opportunity you can find out who's coming up next and uh, submit questions. Also, you'll get bonus episodes of the show, plus extra radio hour episodes every month. One more time, that is patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsor, Discovered Magazine. Discovered is an international print counterculture magazine encompassing the best of music, art, skateboarding, and anything with a punk ethos. Listeners get 10% off a yearly subscription using the code FIRSTEVER when you visit store.dscvrd.co. You know what? I rarely do this, but I'm going to do a little self-promotion right now to deal deal with it. Strap in. Um, my band Touche Amore has a tour this spring. The uh, first part of the tour is with Vane and Gleamer and an incredible band called Third Face. And uh, the second portion, well, there's a little middle portion that is Touche, Vane, Military Gun, and three shows with a band called Closer. Those are going to be in D.C., Philly, and New York. And then for the remainder of the tour, I'm so excited to announce that it's going to be Touche, Vane, Military Gun, and Scowl. Tickets are on sale now. It is a full U.S. tour. Hit up ToucheAmore.com. And uh, lastly... I do a label called Secret Voice, and yesterday we put up the pre-order for the brand new Soul Glow album. It is a joint venture between Secret Voice and Epitaph Records. It's an incredible record. Don't miss out on the limited vinyl. The record is called Diaspora Problems. It is absolutely incredible. It's going to make everyone's year-end list. I guarantee it. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Annihilate. What's up, Anaya? It's nice to see you. How are you? I'm doing okay. I could be doing better, but it's good to see you too. Um, uh, yeah. Well, first, firstly, for the listeners, we just went through about 25 minutes of uh, trying to get this thing set up, and but here we are. We made it yeah. happen. Yeah, it, it, it worked out. It worked it, out. It, it worked out. It, we just needed to go to another platform <laughs> and for to work there, and then it worked here. So we're chilling. Yeah, it was. Uh, the 2021 version of taking out the nintendo disc blowing into it and then yeah it back in yeah it literally yeah pretty much um but i know you also yeah you we had to reschedule this because you're going through some car trouble right now i'm sorry to hear that is has that been solved or is it still just drama dude no it so today i got my car and i'm chilling i'm going to work and it starts overheating and i'm like wait a minute <sighs> i could have sworn i just paid for like this, this exact thing yeah. So I, I go back and I guess there was one other thing that had to do with the water pump. And I was like, dude, no. I was like, dude, I was like, no, this can't be like I had to go to work today. I got to yeah. work. To, I got to go to work tomorrow. And I'm like, dang. So it 
it's another day without a car. I don't really care because I don't I'm not going anywhere anyways. But sure. I'm just like, dang, yo. Yeah. Especially considering the fact you just I mean, there's no worse feeling than when you have just yeah. paid for something and then the exact thing. Happened Dude, I, w- I was doing so good. I was driving. I was like having a really nice time. Like <laughs> I had like the like I have like a sunroof. So I was like yeah. I had it open. I was like singing along to like music and stuff. And then I looked down and saw the temperature gauge all high. I was like, oh, my mood shot so down. It shot it shot down so quick. I was like, gosh, dang it, yo. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. You got cocky. I, I was <laughs> I thought I was in the clear. I was like, dude, I must have been man. I was having it was so nice. I was, yeah. looking at the, I was driving in Pasadena. I was looking at the mountains and stuff. I was like, dude, this is nice. This is a nice day today. I'm so sorry. Well, so, I hope is the, is the thing that needs to be fixed now. Is it another big chunk of money or is it? No, or is it, it's so, smaller. OK, so I I have like a terrible luck with cars and I want to try to not have terrible luck with cars anymore. Yeah, I've learned a lot about cars because of my bad luck with it. Yeah, but they the dude that I usually take it to is like, yo, we can like like eat all the labor costs and you just pay for the part. And I was like, OK. That's right. nice. At least it would have been a lot more money than than what it is. So I'm like, you know, yo, you're so you're you're from L.A., right? Are you are you originally from L.A.? Born and raised. I was born and raised. I was born in Hollywood. Right. I was born in Hollywood at what used to be the I don't know if this even I'm just going for it anyways. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. I was born at the Queen of Angels, but it's no longer Queen of Angels. I think it's now the is it the it doesn't matter what it's called now. But anyways, I was born in Hollywood. Yeah. OK. Spent, spent some time over there. And then, like, my dad stayed out in, like, the Temple City, Arcadia area. And at first, my mom was, we were, we lived in West Adams for a little bit. We lived in mm-hmm. Hollywood for a little bit. And then we ended up in, like, Glendale Atwater, like, border right near the Big Goodwill for people oh, okay. that are from L.A. That you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. Know, the Big Goodwill. Yeah, right. right. There, on San Fernando. I lived over there for, like, the majority of my life. And I'd go okay. between there and the 626. So, I'm yeah, like... I was gonna ask where where you went to like where you went to like high school wasn't obviously like Hollywood High right? No, I did not go to Hollywood. So I went to Glendale. Oh, okay, Glendale Glendale High. Yeah, but I only went for like two years and then I homeschooled because at the time the band I was in my brother was touring a lot, so I had to like homeschool the my my uh, junior and uh, senior. Yeah, I'm curious to get into to get into all that because I mean, for listeners, you and I met with your band, the Bots, while you yeah. were while we were playing. We ended up, I think, on a lot of the same festivals in Europe. We were in Germany for sure. Right. We were for sure in Germany when we met. Yeah, and I remember just being like, I think we probably played pretty close together, maybe on the same stage or something we were like that. On the same stage, pretty close together, and we must have been the only American bands on that stage, <laughs> or like. I just remember being like, oh, you guys are from like my hometown or like close enough. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah, that we, was cool. Yeah. We were all, we were all very jazzed to, uh, to hang out with you and, and get and see your band play and just, you know, yeah. Like, see two, two young brothers, uh, playing on these festivals. It was just like a cool thing yeah. to see, you know? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So when you were young, what, when you were like kind of moving around and, and so I'm assuming divorced parents, like you had, yeah, mom, yeah exactly. Same oh, I'm from well. divorced families as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Straight up. So when you were growing up, what was uh, what was the music that you were connecting with as a kid? Like maybe something that you first felt like it was yours. Um, you know, uh, all the music I grew up with, I feel like is mine now. 
mm-hmm. and I felt like it was mine then because like my parents are both Rastafarian, so they be they played just a lot of reggae, and so like a lot of reggae was the to this day I still love reggae music and any sort of offshoot, but um. So even uh, when even with like going from from mom's house to dad's house, like they're both listening to the same stuff. Oh, it was the same. same oh, thing. wow. It was the same, yeah. same sort of stuff. If it wasn't reggae, there was soul. If it was a soul, it was like R&B. Yeah. But my dad was the one that like clicked in like heart. He was the one that was like, oh, I don't even remember when it was so long ago. Like it must have been as a little, little kid. I just remember like he showed my brother and I just rock music. But then it wasn't just like rock music. It was like, oh, then he was like, I don't remember. I don't. I, I really can't remember. But when he when he introduced hardcore punk to like us, I just remember being young enough to not understand it, but to like I like was like, oh, this is I like this, you know? Yeah. What's so. what's his background like? What what? I mean, it sounds like he was into a lot of interesting music yeah. and like had a lot of like a very you know big scale of what he was into so like yeah what what's his background okay so a lot of my family on my dad's side they moved from taiwan to los angeles and like the only reason my like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm going all the way back yeah yeah yeah. to what i know so um like a lot of my family was moving over here from over there and i he had really bad asthma as a little kid so the only reason that like my grandparents brought or my grandpa my my grandpa brought him over was because they wanted to try to get treatment over here, but he ended up being perfectly fine when he got out of Taiwan. So I don't know why that has anything to do with anything, but that just has something to do with the story. Sure. So he, uh, his older sister, my aunt in like the late seventies was really into like just punk rock. So okay. his introduce his introduction to punk rock was in like the late seventies because his older sister was like out here like just with like teased hair and like like living in know, LA in living in LA like okay. in LA probably and like it, into like X and like a lot of the early oh early, exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly so he, from early like as early as the hardcore punk scene was here he was in it yeah. like and he was going to shows and stuff so he would always tell us like stories from that era because. He must in like 1980. He must have been like what? He was born in 65. I'm terrible at math, so sure. He was whatever age, like early preteen like, teens. Yeah, like, like probably 15 to 17, like maybe that era almost. Yeah, yeah. So he did like the whole early 80s. Like that was his thing in LA, and he wow. lived out in Cerritos at the time. Okay, but he would tell us stories about like how they would go from Cerritos to all the shows that were happening in Hollywood. Or they would go to like San Pedro because there used to be the cuckoo's nest over there. And he would tell, he broke it down like, as, like, and it was so crazy because I'm like, as a little kid, all I could base anything off is what he's saying. Sure. You know, in terms of this, this genre, I was, I was like, okay, this is crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm learning so much about a time period of my dad's life, but also didn't realize how this is like, a lot of people have stories like this, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's also probably interesting, too, because you know this person as your dad and you think of him probably as just sort of like this adult, like, you know, adult yeah. figure, but you don't think of him as a part of like a punk culture when he was young, yeah, you know? exactly. And he was like, it's crazy to think of someone that was there from like the beginning. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I actually think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm really grateful for that because the reason I know everything I know now is because he was the one that told us about it. Straight. Oh, that's so cool. I had so, a, I worked at a post-production place in Burbank uh, after I, after I was working at a record store and um, you know, right. it was just like a total like office job. And I had a boss or like one of the, you know, one of the people above me, obviously, um, who was like this super like straight laced, like kind of grumpy, you know, guy named Rick. And one day he just pulled me aside and was like, so you're into punk. And I was like, yeah. And then he ended up telling me he used to play in a band with, uh, with like all the people that were involved with like the germs and X and like he was in that whole world and started showing me photos of like him and like all, that whole group of people. And then he got really cocky and he would, <laughs> he would always be like, um, like, oh yeah. I mean, Henry would always come over and blah, 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 blah. He started using yeah, these people just... by their first names and I'm just like, shut up, like, man. He'd be like, oh, Glenn, it's such a Glenn thing to say. That's that's so it's so funny because it's true. A lot of those people that were from like the like the like the older older heads, yeah. like are also some of them are really straight laced type people, like yeah. super just like like that. Yeah, you, you would wouldn't you, know. you would never you never you never know. know. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a trip. So does uh did you did your pops play in any bands or anything? He didn't play any bands. I think that's the one thing he didn't do. And I was like, okay, that's I understand that. Mm-hmm. But he he went from like just being in the scene, and then he ended up uh, working for Golden Voice. But he worked for Golden Voice during like the right. eighty two, eighty three to like eighty six, like yeah, when they were putting on every hardcore show in LA, right? And so he was like, he would tell me, like you know, he talk about like, but it wasn't just hardcore. They put on post punk shows. They put on everything, and so he'd be like, yeah, we'd bring over like Susie and. We'd bring yeah. over like GBH and we'd be the ones that would be, you know, he it's was there a, for that too. So I was like, dang. It's like, such be, a trip to think it, about Golden Voice. Like as we know, I mean, we all know Golden Voice now is like, yeah, Coachella yeah. and like big, you know, whatever. But like, it's so, but it's like, so wild. It started with like Black Flag shows. Yeah, their history. That's, I, I don't know if a lot of people know that, that aren't, yeah. you know, that aren't into it. But like, yeah, they were the, they were the ones doing hardcore punk shows right for a long they and they you know they brought over so many legendary bands from everywhere yeah over here you know yeah i uh i met the i met the guy the that original owner uh once or twice he's friends with the guy that manages um my band and that and like the guy who manages my band is another one of those dudes who been who was around yeah. during that era he played in a band called the tv tvs and like that's was, cool. yeah <laughs> that's, it was, that's a cool name yeah like wrote for yeah. uh for Flipside and like all this sort right. of stuff um but so whenever he tells me those stories i'm just like it's so, sick it's yeah. super it's super sick i wonder it'd be a trip to know if even our manager and your dad knew each other I, I i swear there's if they're from la like my dad yeah he said he got around he said he got around pretty <laughs> you know and i was like okay like you probably knew a lot of people and like without even knowing that you know them yeah type 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 thing but uh it's super it, cool that would, who knows I, I, yeah who knows so for sure when you were really excited about music and like getting into music more and more, was it, was that in the era of like maybe listening to stuff on like YouTube and things like that? It was like, you know, obviously yeah. like you could download stuff on like LimeWire and you were yeah. able to do that whole thing. You're in the like, generation of post CDs. I'm just downloading it. Probably. Yeah. There, yeah. but there was, there was obviously like CDs was a, you know, but I do remember vividly, like it was definitely like, yeah, you can download it. Yeah. You could, if you could download it, you could download it. And yeah, that was, for sure. But what about uh what about first concert? Okay, first concert for sure. Like 
my dad used to take me to the Bob Marley, Bob Marley Fest out in Long Beach. And I don't think it's a thing anymore, but as a little kid, we would go all the time. The first rock concert I could recall might have been seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Flaming Lips out in Orange County. Whoa. Was that a tour? It was a tour. And it was around like, when was, so 2002, 2003, what was the record that was it Universal speaking? Is that even for, the, was for that Flaming the, Lips? For, for, flame, for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, oh, oh uh after californication i don't know if i i don't know if i, I don't <laughs> anyways know if I yeah it was it was a cra- i just remember as a little kid like it was crazy watching flaming lips uh live yeah um, it's funny it, if i i would have never thought of those two as a companion like a good match for a tour but now that i think about it i think that's a great match like it kind of yeah. makes sense i just remember it felt like uh I was at the circus watching the flaming lips, like the stage, like I have to try to find the footage of that show. Cause I've been able to find footage of like rat shape peppers playing, but I just remember, I felt like it was like, there was like bouncing balls and like, like crazy, like, you know, maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but from what well, I remember, I remember the singer used to do the thing where he'd get in the bubble. He'd get in like a bubble and go over the crowd. Was he doing that? Maybe dude, I maybe. Yeah. I mean, you Maybe were young. I was yeah. young. I remember that that concert really well, but I just remember that was like my first like rock concert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's a good one too. It was a good one. It was a great one. It yeah. was at the. It was at um. It was in Irvine. Okay. It uh, was on Irvine. And then was drums your first instrument? Mm. Actually, no. Uh, guitar was. Guitar was. Guitar was, but I real quickly was like, "This is not Over for it. me." So. But drums was right there too. Right. So it was, I would count it as like my first instrument because the guitar, I didn't really. Did your, because your brother plays guitar, right? He plays guitar, yeah. Was he already playing guitar? He was playing bass. Oh, okay. Did he play he bass playing... in the bots? No, he played guitar in the, oh, in okay. the band. Okay. So yeah, with you getting, you getting a guitar, it was like your own identity at that point, even if you, even if it didn't last. Yeah, it didn't last long. I just remember getting a guitar and then drums was like it was like i felt that way more you know yeah so that was from like I, i'm talking like four years old like oh four, wow something like that yeah for sure um do you remember what your first drum kit was yeah it was a tam it was a it was a tama like a super starter or something like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't even remember the name but it was just this black drum kit it was like a super starter kit uh-huh something in that you know some yeah like some, something in that name realm but i think i saw that in an interview it said that you didn't take you never took lessons no my dad knew how to play drums a little bit and so he knew how to play guitar a little bit okay and that that was the like him teaching me like your basic like drum beat and i just that was it right that was as far as it went for me did uh did it come kind of naturally i would say so yeah. It came really na- like it actually came really natural and I'm I'm grateful for that because I don't, it's like you know there's some things you just don't remember learning. I mm-hmm. don't really remember learning the drums. Like I remember my dad teaching me that one little thing but how it snowballed into what it is now or like the skill I have now, I it just happened. So what was it for you? Were you 
playing along to to songs you liked, like figuring out how to do it and then just improvising your own fills? Like what was sort of the the path if you were if you have any uh, recollection? Um kind of, kind of. It was a lot of like early um a lot of like punk songs. Yeah. Specifically, like it was where it was like, okay, I'm trying to figure that out, but some of that was a little hard, so then it was like maybe some of like the more you know, like what was playing on K-Rock in like 2002 type. Those okay. were the songs I tried to learn. Kind of like the, that was like probably like the Strokes era, right? Strokes, yeah, White like Stripes. that or like Green or like White Stripes or like Green Day yeah. sort of stuff. Those are bands I like listen to, but because it was on the radio, sure. those are major songs. So I'm like, okay, you know, I could probably learn some of these songs. But. Yeah. And also, I mean, a lot of that stuff, especially uh, stuff like I feel like the Strokes and white stripes and things like that like it's 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 pretty straightforward beats throughout most of the songs like the like yeah. those, like the drums on a lot of that era of music was just like specifically for the backbone of the song it wasn't exactly it wasn't flashy yeah exactly so and then was the first band that you did the the bots with your brother yeah yeah we did it in uh when did we start to 2007 2007 okay so so how old must, are you? I must have been in like the sixth grade. Wow. F- fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. And my brother is three years older than me. So yeah, we started early. Early. Like we started really early. I mean, we played music way before that, mm-hmm. you know, as little, little kids, but yeah. like it wasn't, the band didn't become a band until around then. Okay. And then when you were first starting, was it you two writing your own songs together immediately or were you also learning covers and things like that? It was just our own songs, pretty much. We always liked doing covers. Like, we always liked doing covers, but yeah. for sure it was, like, primarily um, writing our own songs. I will say this. We did a talent show once when I was in the third grade, and he third was... Third grade. I was in the third grade. But we did, and it's the funniest... When, I can't remember all the songs we did, but it was, like, a medley. We did, like... um. I want to say it was like Saturday Night by the Misfits. Nice. Uh, when I Come Around by Green Day. And then <laughs> I don't know why. I can't recall why we did what we did, but we did it. And then some sort of, it might have been a Sublime song, but we didn't know it. <laughs> um, just imagine like all three yeah. of those songs played into each other. Yeah. We did We did it at the at the talent show. But I was in the second or third grade, so whatever. I just like how it gets less credible as it goes down. You start with the Misfits, and then Mr. Green Day, it, and then Sublime. It, it was. It, it, I know. I, I know what you're thinking. But. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna get mad at me for putting Sublime below all that. But uh, that's that's my. Uh, it's my California right to to be able to say I don't like Sublime. You don't um, like Sublime? I'm not a Sublime guy. I they 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 were my enemy um, right from the start. I think. Oh, they, they were yeah. okay. I, I think, that is but that's I, fair that's fair if you're from yeah. california you have i think you have the right to say that that's what I, that's where i'm at yeah i mean yeah. also I, I was an obnoxious like straight edge kid young who was like smoke two joints even though i didn't even realize it was a cover you know what i'm right, saying right right like, right i mean just, they definitely were but you know right exactly <laughs> i uh, like some i like sublime i i hate i hate to admit it but that's like hey I've come to realize more people like them than dislike them at this point. So yeah. I, think, I think it came around for a lot of people. Um, not for me though. So yeah, I, I feel it. And if you're, but, but I think it, it comes down to the principle. If you're from Southern California, you have the right to 
either love them with no judgment or hate them with no judgment. I'm with you. It's, I feel the same yeah. way with a lot of a lot of the West Coast punk bands because you meet people from the East Coast who are like, who are like, Jesus Christ, no, I never listened to No Effects, and it's like, well, um, being from the West Coast, it kind of it's it's you get it's, it comes your way at some point. Pennywise, <laughs> it comes your way at some point. It, it sort of does. Yeah, it sort of just does. Honestly, yeah. I yeah. hate to admit it, but it's it does. It's a West Coast thing. Yeah. Um. So. What was that talent show? I'm assuming that was the first show you ever played. That might have been. That was 100% the first time performing in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that you was, feel? Uh, nervous beforehand, but after doing it, I was like, oh, I like this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, well, I knew I wanted to do music anyways, like from early. Like, I always wanted to do music. And that was like the first time where I was like, okay, this is this is for me for sure. Like, yeah. I got I got to do it. So starting that young, I got to ask, was it difficult for you to pay attention in school and like be decent in school because you were just kind of early on distracted by wanting to play music? Um, uh, kind of. I, I like was able to go through school very average, but music was always. So, I, you know, what? To, yeah. There were some parts where it was a little more it was a little more difficult, but for the most part I was like able to I was able to do it yeah. okay. I just wasn't like I definitely didn't wasn't a fan of school for sure. <laughs> so when did wasn't uh, a fan of school. When uh how soon after uh the band forming and starting to play and all that sort of stuff did you record? Um we did like our first it was I wouldn't call it an LP, but it was kind of like an LP. It was like mm-hmm. a really, really like terrible sounding LP, if that's the case. But I think we did that in 2009. Okay, that's the 2009. Record. That was we did like a self titled record. Yeah, yeah, 2009 for sure. Yeah, I looked because uh, I was like just you know obviously doing doing research and I saw that was on a label called Vital Records. Is that like a self imprint? Like, did you put that? Was that your own thing or was that another? It was. Company? It was like our, it, like aunt that was married into the family helped us yeah. do that so it was not an actual record label sure. so yeah so yeah uh, so it was uh, it was us it was us uh, and what was that first recording experience for you like um strange it was strange because our uh like i said the person that was helping us like do mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was like a fam was technically in the family but was not you know was in the family right. i would just say it was in the family but um I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Like, honestly, I just remember it being like, I don't remember where we were. We recorded it out in Burbank, I think, or I can't remember where we were. North Hollywood. We were in North Hollywood or something like that. Okay. It just felt weird. It, it felt like. Was it like too, a, a studio you rented or was it also through the family friend or what? Was yeah, it, it was, it, it was like a rented out studio, but like she was helping us out with it and like saw like a vision Oh, it's trying to sort of sort of try, try to, to coordinate, orchestrate and- try to orchestrate it, and that yeah. was where it was just like I don't like that. Yeah, but at the t- at, at, you know it, it didn't take until getting older to realize like oh, you kind of were just using us a little ah, bit, yeah. a lot, a, a little, a lot of bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't feel any way saying that now. It's been yeah. so many years. I'm like whatever. Like yeah, it was kind of on that tip. So it, it just well, like we were in a like it was a relatively nice studio. I was like, huh. I didn't think uh, the first time recording would be in something this nice. Sure. 
You and know? was it? Did you do you remember if you two did it live or was it? Yeah, we we, yeah. we did it live. Yeah, we did it live. How do you think you two did like actual performing though? Like, was it? Did it feel pretty natural? It was. It was natural. It was natural. Um, and then hearing the recordings, I was like, uh, we're kind of sloppy. Mm. I thought. I thought. I thought it was on point at the time. <laughs> I thought we were on point, and then, you know, I revisited it. Uh, I haven't heard it in years, but at, at the time, at the, the time, I, you know, um, I revisited it and I was like, yeah, no, we weren't. But I will say for that age, doing what we were doing. Sure. Yeah, sure. It was it was chilling. And people, you know, can do it at any age, though, really. Right. And we were I think I'd like to think that was an example of it. Like, oh, we were so young doing it and it sounded good. So I'm like, yeah. so so we're, walk me through how does it go from that to because then you know a few years later uh you put out a record on the fader which is like owned by the fader magazine and then mm -hmm. you're you know obviously we met in europe and you're playing festivals yeah. over there like what's how does this all happen so you know okay it was interesting from 2009 to 2010 somehow thank you know through myspace and our like we tried to stay active on MySpace. I don't know how we got found in 2009, but someone from Afropunk saw us and they were coming over from the East Coast to do a West Coast showcase. Okay. Don't know how they found it. Don't even know how the like just I think just from like because all the shows we played were just like mad local shows, yeah. you know, nothing that would ever like, oh, like no one would ever really see it. You know what I mean? Sure. That weren't from L.A. But I think at the time, MySpace being so popular as it was for bands, somehow they found it and they hit us up. And they were like, hey, we want you guys to play um, our showcase. And this is in 2009. And they were like, we want you guys to play with us. It was like Saul Williams. And that's all I could remember. Saul Williams was playing it and a bunch of other bands that I couldn't remember. Sure. And that was, we played it at the Roxy. And it was like the first time we were like playing like something like that. And we we're like, oh, yeah. this is crazy. Like, this is cool. Like the fact that they even hit us up to do that yeah. from there. And I could be wrong with the story is just I, not wrong, but like someone from the Afropunk camp showed it to dude from Warp Tour. Um, because in 2010 we got hit up to do Warp Tour. Okay. And, I, and we didn't even like tour really like before then. So I don't, it's, it's kind of funny because when you think of a band that gets to a point where they're playing Warped Tour or a band that starts touring, yeah, they do their own tours and stuff, you know, and they build up their yeah. name in that regard. But we didn't really do that as much. We didn't start, we like, we did eventually tour a lot, but like. So your first, like your first full U.S. tour was on Warped Tour in 2010? It wasn't a full U.S., but it was like a West Coast run. We did like the okay. last, we did like the last dates from like when they had the Pomona date and then we did like SAC. I can't remember exactly the order, but we did like a couple cause they did like weird offshoot. Mm -hmm. They didn't play like major cities. They always played like, they played like Mountain View. Totally. Yeah. They would do like, yeah. Pomona or like Carson. And then Ventura. Yeah. And then Ventura. And yeah. then like the gorge in Washington. Right. Or was that in Oregon? you tell me i don't know probably oregon yeah so but we did that we yeah. did that we yeah. we did that and then we met a bunch of bands we like it was like okay this is cool like this is like the first time you know we're really going on tour like that yeah 
it kind of snowballed from there. That's where it was like, we did that. We did Warp Tour. Played more local shows. And then we went to Afropunk on the East Coast and did that. Kind of like random one-off stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And But I think that's where people saw us and that's how the name started to, you know. Get around, you know, yeah. And then, you know, people hitting us up for interviews and stuff. And I feel like at that point, doing interviews and stuff actually did something there's actually like a like it actually got out there and people saw it yeah you know that's like how it really happened honestly right slowly but surely playing like and it wasn't i think doing the afropunk thing in 2009 was the first one where because they saw it that led you to all this sort of stuff so who who ended up recording that the pink palms record that came out on um on the fader like was that like all through them like a much different vehicle like how did that all come to that it was it was through them but we were like um who okay so primarily justin warfield produced it and he had heard about the band from early i want to also go back to say i think uh, uh not i think i know is that a lot of because we were so young playing the music we were and looking the way we are yeah it had obviously like people were like whoa what's what's this like two brothers that are literally and i you know i i always hated it i always hated that people used our age as like the you know how it is when you're right. young and the, it's like a gimmick sort of thing but like we weren't on a gimmick tip we were trying to actually like do we were, we were trying to do it you know yeah yeah and be looked at in the same light as any other band that's you know yeah so it's a, yeah it, it's really hard to try i mean i can only, it, i i feel for you because oh. it'd be really hard to try to convince someone otherwise but it's like yeah it's like i mean certainly when we met you it's like this these are young kids this yeah. kid has braces and he's fucking, literally and he's, i had yeah, yeah, i had braces for seven years it sucked yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> sucked yo but, <laughs> yeah. look, look at those beautiful chompers now you look great but thank uh, you but thank you but it, it, it exactly that's my point it's like yeah. hard to not be like not oh you're notice that and be like, you're yeah. like 14 and right. you're like 16 so like i and get it and you're on tour in europe you know yeah. like it's all, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. sorts of things are like what year was that by the way was that was remember? 2013 13 okay i was for kidding. sure it was either 2012 or 2013 but i'm gonna go ahead and say it was 2013 okay so how old were you then Ooh, 2013 um i'm gonna pull up my calculator real quick because <laughs> my <laughs> my mental math is terrible dude like honestly hold on yeah and this is the summer of 2013 so i have a late my birthday's in november eight, so eight years ago so yeah your age now minus eight <laughs> <laughs> honestly, depending when you're whatever month you're born um Honestly, I was 16. Yeah, okay. I sure. was 16. I I turned 7. I turned like my birthday's always at the end of the year, so I'm like most of my activity is done as the, you know, the younger but anyways. Brother. Yeah. Um damn, yeah, I was okay. We we met out in 2013 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh so how was that exp- like was that just like a totally exciting experience like doing this newer record, like playing these songs that you're now probably a lot more proud of and like it was. Yeah. It, it was did for sure because in LA? we did most of it in Hollywood and then Nick Zinner from the AAS yeah. did three songs on that or produced three songs and we went out to El Paso Whoa. to do those. So it, that was a fun experience. That was, it was a really, it was now that experience doing Pink Palms felt more like what it would feel like to do a record. Cause at that point we had recorded EPs, we had done stuff, but it was all kind of like no producer, just 
our vision, one take kind of one or two takes kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but we had like, we were going into the studio, we were writing in the studio. Like it was like a long process, like how you would do a record, you know? Yeah. And I definitely was proud and happy about where we were because we were always, uh, oh my gosh, we never had like a set genre ever. And that it always kind of sat weird with me. I was like, I always wanted to be one way. I wanted to be more punk. My brother wanted to be more on the indie tip. Not that I didn't like indie, but I was like, we started as a punk band. I want to like, you know, go that route. Yeah. And, um, but it was definitely, we had came to some sort of agreement, a lot of fights in the process, but we've came to some sort of agreement about where we wanted to go. And I guess where we wanted to go was everywhere. So <laughs> musically, so we're like, all right, well, we'll just do what we like, you know? Right. Really. And do you still, do you still play with him or no? Are you still no. doing the bots? No. Okay. No, I haven't well, done that. I haven't done that band in a long time. I didn't think so. When did, when did, uh, when did that, cause he is the bots still, the bots are still together, still doing, he, he has I like a whole he, band now, right? I think he just has one other person playing drums now. Oh, okay. So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I don't really care to talk about it. Like, well, I do <laughs> not, not that I don't care to talk about it, but I won't like smack talk it. Of course. I will, I will say it is I'm like it's weird to replace a person that when you're in it it's like a two person band. Yeah. You know, I, you, I did it do you think not playing with him though has helped a relationship though because maybe that that was tension a lot of tension there or uh if I'm being to, it's tough playing with brothers. I get if, it. If I'm being quite honest, it kind of didn't at all. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> like, like on the real we don't really talk like oh, that got it i don't i don't mind talking about it but i'm just like yeah we don't really talk and i know he holds a lot of feelings about it because you know what it's like playing with or you know playing yeah. in a band with your brother or your sibling or whatever yeah is tough i have a brother who's a year and a half older than me who plays drums i always played guitar but like you know it just it just never would have worked for us like you know what i'm saying yeah like, like it really yeah everyone always asks like why don't you guys just play together and we'd just be like Trust me, yeah. like I can. I, I think I'm uh, living proof to <laughs> to that uh, idea of not playing with your sibling. Yeah, because it gets messy. It gets messy. So, and f- when that ended up, when you guys ended up parting, what year was that? Probably like 2015, 17, or something? 17, 17 or eight, seventeen or eighteen. Okay, but by then we were like kind of like chilled out. We hadn't really done anything. I thought we had ran the course of our band and I was happy with what we had accomplished. Mm-hmm. Obviously I would have wanted to keep, keep it going, but I'm like, I was like, I could tell when it's like, you know, when you, when it's time right. to throw it in, I'm like, we did a lot. Like we did a lot as a band. I'm like, I'm happy to say if this, if the band ended now, at least I'm like, we accomplished I mean, yo, yeah. you get to before you're a full blown adult or, you know, it's like you've t- toured and traveled in places that people, you know, would yeah. have killed to have done in their 30s and 40s and tw- 20s and stuff. You know, so it's like it's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah, like we got to play on like national television multiple times. I was like, yo, this what, is like what you play on. We did in 2014. We played late night uh, with Seth Meyers. Holy shit. Which was insane. Like 
I the fact I still think about it, I'm like we did that damn and then like a lot of like European like on like Canal Plus like in France and we did like we did a bunch of stuff like yeah we did we were on like PBS and did you uh, ha- did you have like a manager or was it all yeah we no we, we did at that at that point in at time point, we yeah. were like on fader and you know had a manager had you know all that yeah. we were like we were like doing it you know right like oh, we got awesome. to as a band we got to do a lot of cool stuff and i'm like i got to meet a lot of crazy people along the way yeah as a teen I, like i never would have thought i would have ever met like when your band first was going over to Europe, this is uh we can cut this if this is if this is maybe embarrassing. I just want to ask, did your was your mom maybe managing you at one point? Because I feel like we got a business card that said manager of the bots, and we were no, like, that's the you, cutest shit in the entire world. You could absolutely not cut it because okay, yeah. it is a part of the, yeah. She she okay, not that she was the manager, she was the self proclaimed manager, and we never liked it. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate that she wanted to take initiative like that it was cute it was really it was, cute. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll admit she was she was so sweet and and you know yeah. she, she gave us a business card and we, and we were like that's literally the sweetest thing in the I, entire I, world. I always was like why are you do, why do you don't need to do all that and we eventually yeah you know got management we got but we did a lot of that on our own we just had like booking agents you know sure. we had sure. some good booking agents but it, i was just like you don't need we don't need to do all that yeah like, yeah so you know? when so you you know you stopped playing in that band and then um i'm trying to think of the timeline but like i remember you played you played in fireburn for a sec i did i did play in it for a quick second yeah was that the first band you played with after leaving that or because obviously you played in culture abuse just before culture abuse ended so that you're like the last drummer in that band too mm-hmm. um was which one came first uh fireburn did but okay. i played in like a couple like I played in like I don't even want to mention the bands that sure. I played. It was just, just like hardcore punk bands because at that time I was like after I left the band, I wanted to like do a hardcore project. Yeah, for yeah, a lo- yeah. I mean for a long time, but yeah. it wasn't until like oh now I'm not in this band anymore. Let me try to. Because I I mean that was the funniest thing is is I remember it was like a couple years had passed and then I would go to a local hardcore show, and then I would see you and I'd be like yeah yo that's that kid like what yeah holy shit and then yeah then you were you know then you became the kid who would jump off the tallest thing in the room or front flip off the tallest thing in the yeah. room and be like okay there yep. yeah that, I, that I, always, I, I always loved doing that yeah. the amount of shows and like tours or something i missed being in that band from the time period like we were busy yeah so i'm like playing catch up oh i finally get to go to shows i finally get to actually like <laughs> enjoy myself and like you know do all this so i'm like oh i gotta catch up to all the years we've missed of yeah. you know obviously that's not like the craziest thing but it was like a thing i was like oh i want to actually finally go and be a part of the scene that i like to that i like you know yeah do you feel like dare is the first band that like felt like it was like solidified like your thing with your friends that you were like excited to start I didn't start Dare actually. Oh, you didn't. So okay, that, that was one band where I didn't, I didn't feel like that. Okay. Um. To a degree, you no. Know, when, when when we did the the last record we did, or the first record I should say we did, yeah. That's when I started to feel more like okay, it's more of our thing because we're actually like, this is our project. I'm a part of it. Like you know, it's a full length. Uh, that's the against all odds record. Against all odds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so that was the first time where I felt like that. But when I joined the band, it was just like, I just felt like a member in it, you know? Sure. Was that a, I'm sure that was a bit of a thrill getting to put something out on Revelation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I, getting to say that, you know, I played in a band that got to put out a record on Rev is, is dope. Credit it's, just, hell. it's just like, no it, matter, it, no matter what, it's just cool. It feels yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I know you're not playing in Dare anymore. How long has that, when did you ended up leaving that band? Was that like last year or something? Technically last year. Yeah. I get, oh, <laughs> Techni- yeah, yeah. Technically. Technically. Uh, it, it was, it was a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I, I, by that time I had played in Dare for like five years and it's actually a trip to think that I was like, Oh, I was in that band for a minute. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think there's things that you learned playing in Dare that you've applied to now fronting Zulu? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was like the first band where I got to tour with people that weren't my siblings. Right. So that was, well, I mean, I, you know, I toured with fiber and I toured with culture abuse, but right. dare was one of the first, the first bands I played in where we toured. Uh, we always toured. Yeah. And I toured with them before I toured with either those two bands. So, right. um, yeah, it was a bit, it was a, a, bigger learning experience sure sure what do you think you applied uh like if you were to just like make a quick thought like with starting zulu where there are things like okay now that i know this is how this works like i can start zulu knowing to just apply this thing that i've learned like is there was there any moments like that oh absolutely um i think the biggest one is and any any i think anyone in any band hopefully can agree is communication is so important communicating your feelings especially on tour because i have this thing where well, i'll get on tour and like i get really sad on tour sometimes i don't know mm. if you've ever gotten that where you just not even like a homesick sort of thing but just like like an empty sort of you feel like you're alone even though you're not alone sort of feeling sure i'm sure a yeah. lot of maybe people can relate to that but that happens to me a lot and it comes like externally it looks like i'm just being rude and mean and short with people when yeah. in reality I'm just like in my head about like everything being on, being on the road. Like it, it, uh, stuff at home I'm going through and then just bringing all the energy on and not communicating it. Mm. And so now my band thinks they, I hate them. I don't really hate them. You know, I just, they can, they can get on your nerves, but yeah. you know, that's just like any band you're going right. to you towards a band. You're going to get into riffs and you're going to, you know, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 I've, I've said it I've, certainly on this show. I've said it a million times, but like, what has certainly kept Touche together as long as we have is we're really good at scattering when we get home from tour. Yeah, you know? like we all love each other so deeply and so dearly, but like we get home from tour and like y'all yeah, see you at the next one, or like I'll see you at you know practice yeah. or you know in a couple exactly. months or 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 whatever like and we we have a group chat we'll talk in there but like yeah we're not together all the time you know exactly and we know how to we know how to give each other space on tour too like i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know if you do the thing where as soon as you get to the venue you just scatter like do you guys like kind of go do your own things we do we do sometimes especially in zulu we 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 all do our own thing and like it is good i i think people um I wish people had that same, uh, what's, what's it called? Like that same thought process with it because yeah. you do need to have space. You do, you're spending so much time with these people 
yeah like, yo, a, va- you, you, a van can be claustrophobic uh yeah for you sure. need you need like your space especially when you go home like i'm not i'm probably not gonna see you for a minute yeah you know? like on what, the real what do you have a thing that when you like say get to the venue maybe after you've loaded in or something like that like do you, is there a thing that's that you can think is yours that like calms you down or makes you feel better um because if you don't discovering one is a, it's you, so helpful I have a couple things I do like to, you know, if we're in an area where it's like a city, not like a city, if it's like a city where we're in, like, you know, we're not just in like a random outskirty sort of area. I'll walk around by myself. Like I'll totally, just, if there's no responsibilities for me, I'll walk out and do that. And it's really nice because it's just really nice to mm-hmm. get away from feeling like, head- like you're at a show where you're yeah exactly you put know? your headphones in and just go for a walk listen yeah. to like a record or a podcast or something yeah literally going for a walk oh wait you know and it, and then you don't feel like you're on tour for a second and then you're <laughs> like oh wait i'm in a place i don't know so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm totally on tour yeah um, usually that usually that's like my that's my thing i like to do or not a whole lot other than that you know yeah so let me ask a whole you lot. All of a sudden, now that you're, this is the first band you fronted, right? This is the, yeah, this is my first. I mean, this is first band crew. Yeah. It's always kind of a fun question, and especially for some, it'll be even more fun for someone who's always been behind a drum kit. But like that first time you screamed into a microphone at a band practice with your new band, like how did that feel? Were you excited? Were you like anxious about how it was going to be? Like all that sort of stuff? All that for sure. Um, I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> it definitely, it definitely, and I've done it a lot by now, but I'm just yeah. like, it definitely is like, uh, I remember not knowing how to scream yeah. for one. And that was, a learning that was curve. a doozy. That was a learning curve. I'll say that. Um, Your voice is strong though. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. definitely, I learned. So on the record, I don't, I can't sound like how I sound on the record. No one, really, no one does. No one does. No, but like it's, I sound drastically different, though. Like, I would say the same thing about myself. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a difference of uh, you know, you're yelling, probably not really cupping a microphone, like into a really nice microphone. Whereas when you're on stage, you're probably yelling into a SM58 that's probably exactly. been yelled into a hundred other times, and you're probably kind of cupping the mic. You have, you're you're energetic. You're excited. You're running yeah. around. You're jumping around. All of those things play into it i i really struggled with for a while where i was like i was like oh i don't think i sound like that like kind of a thing right but you just kind of get used to it you know it's a trip it's a trip for sure but yeah no i i had to like change up how i sound period because like it's so much higher pitched Mm. and even then like i was pushing like it was i was really pushing it yeah and so live where I figured out where I can have, where I could maintain stamina and stuff. Like it, it sounds low. Oh, okay. So, and so, and people have asked me about it. Like, oh, is that you on the right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote the song. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but how are no, you? The, how are you with uh with like sharing lyric type stuff? Like, are you are you pretty uh like uncomfortable, like vulnerable, feeling that way? Because like that's my least favorite part is like the first time trying a new song over a music where you're like where you're like okay here we go. Oh yeah, it, it is it is weird. It was definitely weird, but I will say this because the first like two EPs we did, which is all we have right now. Yeah, but um, like I wrote most of it, so I didn't have to really like I shared it eventually, but 
it was like oh i don't really have to share any just yet i can just kind of yeah do yeah, it and record it and like then they'll hear it yeah by the way i i didn't realize i just you know i i haven't had the pleasure of seeing your band play live yet but uh i just thought i didn't know des was in your band i haven't seen des oh yeah, yeah. i have not seen des in so long i mean we used to play his house all the time yeah way yeah. back in the day but oh, yeah I, yeah i i was i was uh i looked at like a, a one of the band photos or whatever just before you know like a couple days ago and i was like holy shit he's in the band that's yeah that's awesome he, how's he doing he all right he's good he's doing all right I, uh it's a trip i was just i mean i talked to him i think the most out of anyone in the band like, yeah I, I try to keep up with everyone but like me and him do a lot of stuff for like you know yeah do merch and stuff and all that whatever whatever so yeah 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 i talked to him the most he's doing good Oh, I, was awesome. just, I was just talking to him before we got on the got oh, on this. Please give him my best. I, 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 that's someone I'd love to catch up with. It's been so long. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's um, it's a trip. How he got in the. It's not a trip. How he got in the band. He, I'd always known about him, mm-hmm. but I met him for the first time with him joining this band. Because he's got to be a couple, quite a bit older than you, right? Yeah, he, he's. I don't know. I'm not going to reveal his age, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> he's, I, was, he's, I feel like he's around my age. Yeah. 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 So. yeah he's close. And then, um, yeah, like our old bassist was the one that brought him in. Okay. Cause we needed a fill in for a show like early on. And he was like, yeah, Des, I was like, Des, Des, I know that name. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he, he's a uh, one half of a uh, crime wave. I was like, there we go. Like sure. I've seen, I've seen him. Like I know who he is. We just have never introduced ourselves. Yeah. Just never, never happened. And then it happened. And now you're the ones that talk all the time. Yeah. Now we talk. Now we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. No. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. I was, I was psyched to see that. It just, it took me back and it made me like, oh, I have not seen him or caught up with him in so long. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to put, put forth the effort and reconnect. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some shows that we played at his place that were insane to look at the flyers for. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, I I wish I would have had the pleasure of going to any of those shows, but I was always gone. Yeah, <laughs> always gone. So I'm I'm like, yeah, thinking about like the people that went through his house. I'm pretty sure there's a show that was like us, Joyce Manor, Pianos Become the Teeth, and oh my gosh. Uh, and like I feel like Sea Haven was like first of like six on that show, which is like that's that's insane. Yeah, you just it's, that's actually it's insane. insane. Thinking about in a it. living room, yeah, and just like a small living room. So many people probably don't even, and I've talked about it definitely, or I think we might have talked about it in an interview once. Like, so many people don't know that that the footage they may have seen at a show out in LA from that house, they wouldn't even know. Like, oh, he that was his house. Totally. Yeah. So many legendary like shows and and you know things on youtube that like everybody watched no matter where they're like that was your house yeah you'd be like yeah like yeah absolutely absolutely um so yeah i mean i guess i could hit you with the last question that i like to ask everybody which is uh do you remember the first time you felt like you were doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards um okay so that question right there i think about it i'm like a lot of that stuff i felt when i was in the bots like I think I can imagine you played on TV. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was a moment where I was like, already, I was like, yeah, I think I'm doing like, yeah, I'm, I worked really hard. I think, okay, it's such a funny answer. Um, it's not okay. There's a couple of different moments. Like, I think the first time we played like Coachella was like, I was like, I think I, I think we did 
pretty good. We did something. If yeah. we if we got hit up to be here, like I think we did something really good, you know? And that's just one festival out of a, a billion that but like for some reason, for so many years that fest was such a you know, that yeah. it, it held so much weight with his name. But I think uh one of the moments I would say is we did this tour with um Damon Auburn and he would do a, a tour called the Africa Express and um he'd bring over a bunch of musicians like from East Africa, West Africa, you know, bring them over to England and they would play, they would like jam out with a bunch of different musicians from wherever. Like it was a weird, this is a crazy experience. I was not weird. It was just amazing. But the year that he asked us to play, it was in 2012 and he had rented a train. Like I, 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 I can't make this up. Like he rented a train. I've told the story to a couple people. Yeah. And they're like, you're lying. I'm like, no, he rented a train, like an old train that ran alongside the coast of England or not the coast, but just throughout from Wales through England, through Scotland and did that tour there. Like we went from like, I, I it's so hard to explain. It was like an old train too. It wasn't like a modern train. It was like an okay, old, hold on. like, so, so you're saying the whole, the tour rode on the train, you got out and you played shows in these cities. Yes. Wow literally literally and sometimes we would just stop at train platforms and just set up and play right there but not like as a show that was just like a fun side activity that sounds incredible how how long was this thing was it like a week was it two it weeks? was like oh a week and a half or something like that it went we went all throughout england and it was like a lot of amazing musicians were on it like yeah like flipping john paul jones was on that train at one point and like wow so many just ah like i i that i mean that's that sounds like something that would happen in like the 60s or the 70s or something it sounds very free yeah and he was doing it now that's where we met nick zinner was on that tour and that's the oh. only reason like we became friends was because he we met was, on that he was playing on that yeah like bjork was supposed to be on that tour type jesus she didn't end up making it but i was like uh i think i'm doing some i think i'm doing something i want to do and at the end of the tour was in London and like, okay, I, here's how I describe that, that, uh, I guess I have to talk about it a little bit. Cause it's so, ins- it's like an insane part. Um, basically you were, there are so many musicians on that tour. You're like, you would, uh, like on a list, you would write down whatever they would write down, whatever songs they want to do. And like other people would like jam on your songs with you. You had to like not sign up, but like kind of like a, it was like a really loose sign up sort of thing yeah if you wanted to just jam with someone you could just go on stage and pick up like a tambourine and jam on their song but that's how they did the shows yeah. you know what i mean so that's what the whole tour was like in the last show they were talking about a special guest and they got um paul mccartney to come out to do it i'm not a beatles fan by any means like but they got paul mccartney to come out to, to yeah. at the end and i was just like so when i was thinking about that question i was like huh i think that's like that tour was like the okay i think i'm i think i did something to get here so yeah were you now just i gotta ask did you did you like play anything uh on stage while he was playing or was it were you just watching dude i did i did not get to i mean did, you still i did got not to get to present for I, it you were there for I sh- it I should have. I got to meet him. I yeah. will say that. But again, to reiterate, 
I'm not a Beatles fan by any. I don't know if you are. Like, I enjoy the Beatles. Yeah, I do. I'm not a Beatles fan or anything like that. Okay. I will say. I have the Beatles. You have Sublime. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I got, you know, you know, we, we got something, but yeah. I uh, got to meet him. That was, and that was an interesting story. Yeah. It's just a, just a lot of interesting stories like yeah. that. Was he nice? But, I assume. Yeah. 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 Actually, he was nice. Yeah. I, I, I it was I a brief so. inter, it was a brief interaction but he was nice and I was like okay I think I could you know I think I'm doing something here yeah absolutely yeah it's incredible so yeah. that was the that was like my that going on that tour and like being surrounded in that surrounding I was like oh I was like oh I'm yeah. like holy cow yeah I'm doing music and not only am I doing music I'm on a train doing music touring through England and I was like whoa or through, through the UK you know, and I, what I find so cool is that it's like you had all those crazy experiences and you got to play all these interesting, interesting things and put out records on, you know, on the fader and, you know, do Coachella and all this, all this sort of stuff when you were young. And now you're playing in just like, like a, a very straightforward, very real hardcore band where the ceiling is pretty low in hardcore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it seems like you're the happiest you've been playing in this sort of thing. You know, it's like there's, you have so many different facets to like your musical career. Um, and I just think it's awesome that you're completely happy and content playing in a hardcore band when you've had all of that in your past. I think cause I've had all of that. I've like, I've got to like experience it and I'm like, it would be nice to experience it again. Yeah. But I lived many years doing that and I'm like, this is so happy because with a band like Zulu, like not that the bots wasn't mine, but like Zulu is mine. Like yeah. it's like 100% like, and, but it's cool to see how people like it too, because I was very nervous, especially mm-hmm. about it, but I'm like, Oh wow. People really like this project. And a lot of people really, I was like, okay. And this is like coming from me. So I'm like, I feel even more happy because I'm like, wow yeah you know yeah I, I don't know i don't know it's it's a it's a crazy experience honestly yeah. well i'm sorry i mean just as you know as a bystander as this as you know someone who met you a long time ago and have sort of yeah. just watched you throughout all of this and now seeing you front this band like i don't know it's 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 been an exciting journey i mean last time i saw you was at that turnstile show and i and i think i think i said something to you about it where i was just like yo congratulations on all that stuff you did yeah you did thank you that was really that was really sweet honestly yeah. well I, me- sure. I, and I meant it because it was you know like i especially being in la you get used to so many familiar faces and you watch people grow or do different things and it's always it's always cool whether i'm like talking to this person on the reg or just seeing them here and there it's right. always exciting to see people grow and and experience you know to experiment in different genres and do all this sort of stuff so yeah keep it up you're doing a good job thank you man thank you again <laughs> and thank you again for yeah for having me here i've heard like a bunch of these or like i've yeah listened to a couple i'm like oh it's always i was like it's cool it's, it's cool so. i appreciate it well thanks for coming on yeah absolutely dude all right man we'll talk soon all right And that's our show. Thank you so much to Anaya for coming on and thank you for listening. If this was your first time here, please subscribe. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're enjoying this. And if you would not mind, 
leaving a rating and review. It helps so much. And also don't forget, hit up patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon for a little more Anaya and uh, a lot more me. Take care. Bye-bye.